0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to The Wanna Be Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 96. On today's episode, I'm talking about five things you can do when the unexpected happens, and the day you had all planned out gets turned upside down. If you've ever had your day derailed and struggled to get it back on track, well, this one's for you. Hello there, my friend. Welcome back. I am thrilled you are joining me again. And if this is your first time here, well, welcome. I hope you enjoy the show and want to come back too i'm throwing an audible today and talking about a topic that is front and center for me this week you see last week was spring break for my daughter so we took it off and we went on our first vacation as a family now if you know me or my story at all you might be surprised to hear me say to hear me say that that it was our first vacation because we have traveled all over the world as a family but I look at that as traveling and traveling and vacationing are very different. Traveling is a replacement for real life. Like when we traveled, we would, we just transplanted ourselves to a new city or a new country, but our day-to-day living, well, it was still there. We didn't just get to give up on life and pretend it didn't exist, right? We still had bills to pay. We had to pay for apartments and food and and all the things. We still had to work. We put our daughter in school and, you know, it was still just our day-to-day living. I still cooked dinner most most nights, right? We got to explore different places, but we kept living a normal life with a heavy dose of whatever culture was surrounding us at the time. Now, a vacation is an escape, a, a relaxation, just, a you know, get away from the real world. Put it on pause, right? There is no work. Like I said, life is just, you, you hit the pause button and you just veg out, right? Or you explore and do other fun things, but you're not thinking about everything that goes on in your regular life. They are great and they are completely necessary for the soul. We are not very good at it because we're not very practiced at it, but that is for another topic. So. Getting back to today's show, as you can expect, after taking a full week off, there was a lot to do when we got back to the house and I had a very full calendar of events and things to attend to this week. I had a lot going on. And then wouldn't you know it, Tuesday morning, my daughter woke up with a stuffy nose, like couldn't breathe out of her nose at all, sounded funny, stuffy nose. And the thoughts set in about, you know, what do we do? You know, where did she get sick? How did she get it? What's going on? Do we think it's COVID? Who did we hang out with this weekend? Should we call them? When do we need to call them? When do we call them? Uh, What's going on? I mean, none of us have been sick in over two years. So we are all out of practice on what the protocol is, what medicines we should be taking, all of those things. Like, What do we do? It was really... An interesting scenario to find myself in Tuesday morning. Now, my daughter had no idea what it meant to stay home from school. It was bizarro, upside down world for a minute in our house. And of course, to top it all off, I had not just one guest interview scheduled for that day, but two. I have never had two scheduled in one day, or definitely have not had them scheduled back to back. So, what did I do? Well, I took a deep breath. I got set to working on the fires and that were set for that day, and it turned out all right. But that can't be the end of the story, can it? Nope, of course not. I mean, I'm not going to leave me hanging like that. After the day ended up all right, I looked back to see what I had done to make it a good day, to turn this crazy, chaotic, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do day into one where I was like, oh, all right, well, we live to see another day, right? Now, since I know these topsy-turvy days are inevitable, I'm going to have more you were going to have them in your life. I wanted to share what I did so that maybe your next crazy day wouldn't be so crazy after all. So these are the five things I did. And you can do these too when the unexpected happens and the day that you had all planned out gets turned upside down. All right. The first one is to understand that time is flexible. Now, I am not saying that it is not finite. It definitely is. I always talk about that. We only have 24 hours in a day. We all have the same 24 hours in a day and we can't multiply them. You know, but how we use them is completely up to us. So you could spend time on social media, you could be watching reels on Instagram or hacks on TikTok or you could be clear in your goals and work to achieve them. Now, don't get me wrong, we all need downtime and I definitely spend my fair time, my fair share of time on Instagram or Reddit, but I try to be deliberate in my time there. I definitely get off sometimes, but I really try to be deliberate. But what I really mean about time being flexible is that most of us say that we're busy and we don't have time to do something. We don't have time to declutter. We don't have time to organize the house. We don't have time to, you know, do this or that or whatever. Our, you know, our hobbies get set off onto the side. We're too busy being moms. We're too busy. I gotta cook dinner. I'm volunteering over here. I'm doing all this other thing. I can't. Um, try to find new hobbies. I can't go out and try to find new girlfriends. I can't do all these things because I'm too busy, right? But when it comes down to it, things get squeezed in all the time. I'm going to give you some examples. Let's say you're late for work or an event or meeting up with a friend. So, of course, you're speeding in your car because that's what we do. We're late, we're late, we've got to go. We're like the little white rabbit with our uh, stopwatch. We're late, we're late for a very important date. Speeding along in your car, you get pulled over by a cop that gives you an extra 15 minutes, right? So now, not only are you just a minute or two late, you are now 15 minutes late. What happens? Well, most likely, you tell everybody the sob story of how you were running late, and you got the speeding ticket, and everybody kind of forgives you, right? Life goes on. I mean, it's not like you get shunned from everything. You probably didn't lose your job over it. You probably didn't lose your friends over it. It moves on. Another thing that happens all the time, new projects come up at work, right? You're working, you're on this one thing, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a new direction for management and you've got to do this new project. Well, what happens? The new project takes over and gets squeezed right in alongside the other things. Of course, your daily tasks, the things you have to do still have to happen, but you probably are going to be able to squeeze in this new project. Happens all the time. How about another one? Your child gets hurt on the playground. You get called in um, they hurt themselves. They have to go to the emergency room for stitches. Well, what happens? Well, you're going to call in and you're going to say, hey, I got to go to the emergency room and it's going to get squeezed in. You didn't have time for it before. It wasn't planned out, but you sure as heck are going to be there getting the stitches put in if you need to. Or like mine got sick today. Well, okay. It wasn't planned. It wasn't something I had anticipated, but it squeezed in to the day. I'm going to leave you with a positive one though, right? Because all of those are pretty negative. And definitely when things are busy usually the negative things are the ones that get squeezed in. The positive ones are the ones we squeeze out. So I don't want us to do that. I want us to look at how we can squeeze in some positive things, right? So what is it like when you have a vacation planned, right? The week before at work, what is that like? Or even if you don't work out of the home, what is the week like at home, right? You get all the laundry done. You've got, if you're like me, I really like to come home to a clean house. So I like to change the sheets and make sure that I climb into a clean bed at the end, because usually that last travel day is kind of hectic so you know you do all of these things right you squeeze in those extra projects you get those emails out I got a podcast scheduled out before we went on vacation so that was ready to go I had an email ready to go for all of you that are on my email list you got that before I left so that I didn't leave you an alert and that happens in your work too So these are the things, right? We are able to get a lot more done when we are on a deadline, when something happens, when we need to, we can flex time and make it happen. So suddenly we have all this time we didn't have before. We apologize for being late. We move things around at work. We take time off to go to the emergency room. We work around a sick kiddo who's on the couch, or we work a little extra harder I'm sorry, that was probably really bad grammar. We work a little extra so that we can get ahead and turn our brains off for a bit when we go on vacation. We didn't get more time. We were just flexible with the arrangement and it all worked out. Maybe not to the level we wanted it to. Maybe we are, you know, things weren't great. We had to apologize, but the world didn't fall apart. Life moved on. We're still here today. So the best part about this is it allows us to not get so upset When there's a setback, I want you to remember that our time is flexible. We have the ability when we are under pressure to make something happen. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it really helps me understand that, like, okay, right, I can just, I just got to regroup because that's going to take me to the second tip, which is to reprioritize. So, just remember time is flexible. Yes, we all have 24 hours, but when things get really crazy, for some reason it seems like we can slow things down or we can just have this superpower to make it get done or life just kind of bumps over it and moves on and everyone's like, okay, it's fine. So it's not really worth stressing over that much.
1: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
2: Lynn, this time of year, parenting
3: can be such a fluster clux. You've come to the right place.
0: And that brings us to step number two, which is to reprioritize your day. So, when life gives you a setback, it's time to reprioritize. Like, know that you can no longer get all of the tasks that you had planned for that day done at the level you had expected. So, sometimes done is better than your absolute best, and you need to be okay turning in B work when you are used to being an A student. That is hard for me to comprehend, but it's definitely something that when my day gets just thrown apart, right, I need to just focus on that. So what I did earlier this week was doing that, right? Knowing my daughter was home for the day, I looked at all that I had to do and I chose to focus on the most important tasks for that day. The rest got pushed aside to either later this week or even next week. Now, I'll need to work later on Wednesday than I normally do and maybe even Thursday too, but that is fine. But it also meant that I got to show a little extra attention to my kiddo. We got to spend a little more time together. I got to show her love through, you know, going to the grocery store and picking up the food she needed and the medicine she needed. We got to, she got to watch a couple shows and kind of get a little veg out time on the couch while I recorded some podcasts. She, we got to read a little bit more of the Harry Potter book than we had intended to. We're right now in the series. And so we got to read a little bit more and that was kind of fun. But what was really important was that it reaffirmed those things in my life that are most important to me. And, you know, if you want to know something funny that actually happened, which is really funny, not only did those interviews that I had to do go well, both of my guests said that my questions were good. They thought the flow was great and the conversation was engaging. So maybe it was because I was more in the moment, but it seemed to change the pace of my day. That change of my pace actually caused me to zero in on the major points of the day and really go all in on those points. So this idea of reprioritizing It might seem like a no-brainer to you, but I'm always surprised to see how many people just try to plow through their day as if nothing happened and then they get upset when it doesn't work out and they're stressed out and they just don't know what to do. So each day I actually start with a list of things that I want to accomplish that day now you can call it a to-do list if you like, but this helps me know what I need to do, what I want to do, and if I can if I can, if I have time, things I can do, right? If I have any extra time. So it's super helpful with my productivity, but it's also great if your day's plan gets blown apart like mine did earlier this week. You can look at that list and you can put all of your energy into the most important tasks knowing that the others can get done later. So if you need help with this, check out episode 94. This is when I talked about um, Um, talked about this ways to organize my day. And this is one of those things I talked about on there. So I knew that those two interviews were non-negotiables. So as long as I got those done, I could work around anything else. So that's what I focused on and what I prioritized. That's step number two. Number three is to breathe. So often when we are in a state of panic, our breathing becomes very shallow. We get enough oxygen to survive, but it is not feeding our brain. So we go into fight or flight mode. Now, I don't know about you, but when I am in fight or flight mode, it's not pretty. I make rushed panic decisions that I generally regret later. I make mistakes. So things take longer than they would if I wasn't in that mode. And I am prone to say things or take a tone that I don't love to use with the special people in my life. So pausing and taking some deep, calming breaths helps me with this tremendously. I know It can feel really silly, or it can feel like you don't have enough time to do it, but trust me, you do. So, when I'm actually taking these breaths, I like to talk to myself. So, I tell myself it's going to be okay. The important things will still get done. If it's super stressful, I might count to five on the way in and five on the way out before I'm actually ready to see that things are going to be okay. So, It just it works. Please try it. Give some oxygen to your body and your brain and then give your mind a minute to catch up, right? Like your body is already moving like survival mode has kicked in and you are trying to go solve the problem. But your brain just needs a second to catch up. Your brain is super powerful. So feed it what it needs the oxygen to actually work because it needs to get the blood and the oxygen up there. And then you can use it to its full potential. Number four is to shift your mindset. Now, when things are negative, we physically pull back and we get defensive. We put up our walls. You know, you can just feel yourself pulling away. Now, unfortunately, this is not going to help you when your day gets turned upside down. Instead of pulling back, you need to actually lean in so that you can focus and get stuff done, right? So my favorite way to do this is to try to frame the problem in a positive way so that you can see some good in it. I talked about this a little bit already with my daughter being sick this week, So, but it helped me solidify my priorities, right? So I want to always be there for my family if they need me, and I was able to do that this week.
2: I challenge
0: you to look at all of these stressful things that happen in a new light. I want you to remove yourself from the equation and try not to take things personally. So when you do this, you can generally see with clearer eyes. And there's a reason that this is number four on the list. By the time you've reprioritized and taken some deep breaths, you will be in a better place to find the good. Now, of course, there are going to be some really bad things that happen in this world. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it's, it's just life is not always easy. Losing my father-in-law to cancer was one of the worst things that ever happened to us. Now, that was not a positive, but the love shown by his friends and his family it was really touching. He was a great man and he impacted a lot of people and it was clear to see that. So the fifth thing I do is to plan for the unexpected. It helps me to remember that life is gonna life and to not let it get me down too much. Now, remember how earlier I said my guests told me that the questions I asked this week were really good? Well, I try to do my research and get those questions to my guests shortly after they schedule their interviews. Now, this way I am prepared way ahead of time and I'm not derailed when things come up because I know things will come up. Now, I used to be a procrastinator and while I still struggle sometimes, I try not to put things off. So when I don't do necessary tasks right away, I still think about them. It's not like I'm enjoying all of that extra time. These tasks, they eat at me and they, you know, I just think about them. So I'm not really enjoying the time when I'm putting them off. So by planning for the unexpected, I stay on top of my tasks. That way, when things come up, I have more flexibility to slack off a bit. Now, I know I've been talking about work a lot, so let's talk about our home, right? So, in my home, when I stay on top of things like cleaning, laundry, dishes, and groceries, these are kind of the big four. I know that it's not a big deal if I can't get to them for a day or two. My place will still be clean enough. I can mix and match my clothes. I love my um capsule wardrobe, so that makes that easy. Dishes get done each night on autopilot, and I can always whip up some meal from the items in our pantry. Even if it's not the healthiest, it will sustain us for a day. The point is that life continues, even if it's at that B level for a day or two, but it stays on track. So when things are good, I use this as a reminder to stay on top of my priorities so that things never get too crazy or out of control. It helps me sleep better at night, too. So that is really important, and it really just helps keep all of those days going smoothly. All right. So with that, I want to turn it over to you. What do you do when life throws you a curveball and your day gets turned upside down? Come on over to the wannabe minimalist family group on Facebook and share it with the group. We are super supportive and remember it's a private group. So whatever you post won't actually go out to your whole world, which is great. And even if you're not ready to share, come on over and learn from others. We'll be there to encourage you and we all are enjoying growing together. So we can make our lives the ones that we are excited to wake up for every single day. And I am really looking forward to cheering you along on your journey. And don't forget to pick up all of the show notes for today at wannabeclutterfree.com 96. Did you know that I actually send out a newsletter every week with a recap for the weekly podcast, an actionable step for you to take over the weekend and an insight into what I have been doing in my life and home? Well, if you are not on my list, then you are missing out. So take a minute and go to my website at wannabeclutterfree.com. And once you are there, you can sign up for my free guide. I am currently highlighting the Happier at Home guide and you will automatically be on the list to get these extra free goodies each week. It is all on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com and you can get there from the show notes. Remember, no problem taking the easy path sometimes. And the free guide, if you want to go to wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 96 will be there. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com clutterfree.com forward slash the number 96. And before I go, I want to take a minute to thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode and haven't done so already, please take a moment to leave a rating and review it is, I mean, it's, it means everything to us podcasters. And you can do it right now on the app that you're using to listen to this episode. And when you're there, let me know what you think of the show and what else you want me to cover. Not only is it fabulous to hear how the show is helping others, but it's one of the best ways for me to help you talk about the topics that interest you the most and make this show something you want to keep coming back and listening to. And that just about wraps it up. Join me here next week when I will be sharing my conversation with Dr. Sarah Bren. She is a licensed clinical psychologist and a mom of two who will be giving us tips about simplifying parenting. I am absolutely loving these guest shows and I hope you do too. I also hope that you have a fabulous day and I will see you back here next week. Cheers.